Thank you for joining us. You are listening to a podcast from Bright City Church. For more information, visit our website, www.brightcitychurchuk.com or find us on social media at Bright City Church UK. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Word Up. Uh, it's lovely to be with you all again. Welcome if you're on Facebook Live, welcome on YouTube, and welcome if you're listening on the podcast. It's great to have you with us. My name's Ian. I'm pastor here at Bright City Church, and so good to be with my friend and associate pastor, Akin. How are you doing, Pastor Akin? Very well, Pastor Ian. Thank you very much. Um, good evening, everyone. I hope you are well enjoying this uh, sunny weather, depending on where in the world you're listening to the podcast. But yeah. uh, here in uh, Ashworthy, Kent, it's lovely. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to see a bit of sun. Um, we've just had, uh, again, here in the UK and here in Kent, we've just had a, a week's kind of half term. I've had a bit of a holiday and uh, had a good time, but it's good to be back. And we're yeah, back in absolutely. the Gospel of Mark. <laughs> we had, you know, this is Word Up, and we had a great word this morning on our broadcast of mm. two good words from Joel and Cornell. Um, Cornelius and uh, Cornell was saying about delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart and really word up is all about delighting ourselves in God's word isn't it and in God by by delighting ourselves in his word word. it was a great word wasn't it this morning it's absolutely amazing absolutely amazing it was just spot on yeah, you know, yeah. Wish it was breaking down the word and, you know, people, let's just, just get to know, let's get to know the, the Lord better. And she, um, you know, paralleled it with a normal relationship with, with, you know, with anyone that you want to get to know well and how, and how we can do that. It was yeah. amazing. Yeah, it's great. So we're in chapter eight of the Gospel of Mark and we just um, been in this sort of very kind of important moment. And, and, and it's actually quite a, a pivotal moment, if I might say. Uh, in the Gospel of Mark, and it's where um, Peter has this revelation. Who do you say that I am? Jesus asked, and he says, you are the Christ. And we talked about that last time. And um, Jesus said, well, actually, it was, um, we we noted that uh, uh, in the other Gospel accounts, uh, Jesus said, you know, that the Father has revealed this to you, not flesh and blood, but, um, and, and on this, on this rock, Petra, I will build my church. And um, we, we understand, don't we, that on this, this way of, of, of the, the living God revealing himself and, and walking with his people, this is the church. This is how the church is built. And um, then anyway, we go on into, I'm going to pick up from there, from verse 30. I'm going to read again that little chunk and then on into chapter 9. So Jesus warned them not to tell anyone about him. He then began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, chief priests and teachers of the law, and that he must be killed after three days and after three days rise again. He spoke plainly about this and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But when Jesus turned and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter. Get behind me, Satan, he said. You do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. Then he called the crowd to him with his disciples and said, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. 
For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for me and for the gospel will save it. What good is it for man to gain the whole world yet forfeit his soul? Or what can a man give in exchange for his soul? If anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of him when he comes to his Father's glory with the holy angels. And chapter 9, verse 1. And he said to them, I tell you the truth, some who are standing here will not taste death before they see the kingdom of God come with power. After six days, Jesus took Peter, James and John with him and led them up a high mountain where they were all alone. There he was transfigured before them. His clothes became dazzling white, whiter than anyone in the world could bleach them. And there appeared before them Elijah and Moses who were talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, is it good for us to be here it is good for us to be here, pardon. Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say. They were so frightened. Then a cloud appeared and enveloped them, and a voice came from the cloud. This is my son whom I love. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they no longer saw anyone with them except Jesus. As they were coming down the mountains, Jesus gave them orders not to tell anyone what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. They kept the matter to themselves, discussing what rising from the dead meant. And they asked him, why do the teachers of the law say that Elijah must come first? Jesus replied, to be sure, Elijah does come first and restores all things. Why then is it written that the Son of Man must suffer much and be rejected? But I tell you, Elijah has come, and they have done to him everything they wished, just as it is written about him. I think um, we'll leave, leave it there, uh, Pastor Akin, and, and uh, I think we'll do well yes. to get to that part myself. Um, okay. Let's 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 That's aim good. to get there. What do you think? <laughs> yes, let, let's yes. Yeah. Let's see, where, Great. see how okay. we get Okay. So, I, I mentioned there that there's this pivotal moment uh, of a revelation of who God of who Jesus was, the Son of God, mm -hmm. the Christ. And um I was in in the commentary that I'm particularly um reading from. Uh, it's David Paulson's commentary. He, he notes that from this point, and, and particularly this point, together with the transfiguration on the mountain, which we just read about, and we'll come into more detail of that, there's a change. There's a change in mood. There's a change in focus. There's a change in direction. It's like a pivotal moment. And from, from being, you know, a lot of kind of, cheery times, running with the crowds, healings, miracles, parables, teaching, and the crowds. It, they, there's a real change to much more just teaching with the disciples. There's hardly any parables or miracles in this second half uh, compared to the first half. And, and there's talk of the, the death that's coming. There's talk of the coming cross, that the Son of Man must suffer. 
And, and there's, there's a movement then towards, from this moment and the transfiguration, towards the cross, towards Jerusalem. So there's a, 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 a real sort of uh, pivotal change that's picked up on. Um, have you come across that at all in, in your commentaries? Uh, yes, Pastor, there's something um, quite similar to that from, uh, like, like you've rightly said, uh, especially after the, the transfiguration, the, the Lord is, there's a great emphasis on the uh, crucifixion and the resurrection. But, um, you know, one of the comments, the comments that were reading were more or less saying that the disciples couldn't get over the first part, you know, the, the crucifixion because of the idea or the impression that they had of the type of Messiah that Jesus was. So they were finding it difficult to get over that first hurdle, and they nowhere came. So as we as we will see later, when they're saying, "What does yeah. it mean by this rising?" Yes, they couldn't they even couldn't get to that, to that bit because they couldn't get yeah. over the the first hurdle that he was actually going to die. They didn't understand that because he was still seen, as far as they were concerned, as a, a King David type of Messiah who was just going to come and uh, he was going to restore, mm. the, the, if you like, the physical kingdom on earth. That kingdom yeah. that uh, David had established when he was alive. So they still saw him in that light. And so because of that, it was very difficult for them to understand why he kept talking about, you know, the, the suffering and the rejection and also the um, the crucifixion as well. Yes. I mean, you know, um, we, we see, I mean, he's asking, who do the people say that I am? He asked as well before Peter. And there was this thought, you know, oh, he's he's a prophet or he's a he's a good man. He's a great teacher. He's but they hadn't got the revelation that, hey, this is the Christ. I am the Christ. And uh, it's once Peter, you know, has the revelation from God and speaks it out. And then ah, last, finally, you know, you, you yes. have the revelation of who I am. Yes. And then it says in verse 31, he began to teach and the son of man must suffer and be rejected. So it's, it's straight the way suffering, rejection mm. and killed after th and after three days rise again. That's yeah. immediately afterwards, after the revelation. And he said he spoke plainly about this to them. Mm. So um, and so Peter's had that incredible revelation spoken about it but then immediately after that he took him aside and it says it says that he began to rebuke him and and you know and, and I think in other um in other gospels we we get the details of that kind of rebuke of Peter no you know nobody's gonna I want to allow anyone to kill you sort of thing there's no way we're gonna let this happen and um of course we know Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. Mm. You do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. I think this is um, quite an important, obviously, it's an important um, occurrence. And what, what, what do you make of this? Yes. Again, again uh, you know, possibly the, we, we don't see it here in, in, in Mark's gospel. But like you said, in Matthew's gospel, what the Lord said after Peter had uh, said that you are the Christ. is a bit more detail where it actually makes him understand that, you know, he says that this revelation has come for my father in heaven. So he, he actually, he doesn't go into that detail here, yeah. but in, in Matthew's gospel, we see that. So again, it's, it's almost like the Lord is saying, you know, Peter, don't think that, you know, this is, you've come up with this idea on your own, or you've generated this, this revelation hasn't come from with from yourself, it's come from heaven. And, um, you know, it's, it's almost as though, I don't know, one of the things I, I see a lot of encouragement here is that the disciples, they, they made, they, they, uh, let's put it this way, they made lots of mistakes, didn't they? And yeah. they didn't always get what the law was saying to them straight away. And, and I think um, the encouragement that comes from that is that the same thing happens to us as well. Even, in, even though we've got the Bible written for us, 
this it's still we still make these same mistakes we read things and mm. god tells us things and we hear the same messages over and over but sometimes we just still don't get it until i know there's a, there's a connection that the, that, that the spirit of god gives to us and then suddenly ah it suddenly makes sense oh, we can suddenly understand it but what what's happened here is that you know peter's obviously he's, he's had this revelation from god and um the, the the lord is now saying to him you know telling them plainly like he's rightly saying you know this is what's going to happen to me these things are going to happen and it is it's, it's amazing that it, the bible says that he begins to to rebuke him that peter's now rebuking the lord and um you know one of the commentaries that, that, that was reading was yeah. was actually saying that um you know that, that peter had a good intention you know he he you know he he um you know he, he loved the lord and yeah. all the things that the Lord was saying, they were all negative things. So he was almost like saying, no, 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 this isn't, isn't going to happen to you, you know, because of the, the love that Peter had for him. But the Lord points out one thing. He said that your mind, uh, you do not have the mind in the things of God, but the things of men. Yeah. And this commentary that I was reading was just saying that when our minds are set on, you know, earthly things, on the yeah. things that mm -hmm. men value and the things that men think are important you know like for example maybe in this situation your your own personal your well-being your safety yes. you know your status mm -hmm. you know your things like that all the people all the crowds are following you you're becoming very popular all of these things you know we're gathering momentum all of the miracles that we're seeing when we begin to to value those things more than the things of god it, it was actually saying that we we can very easily become um in the words that the commentator used you, you can become an instrument of satan yeah. And he was saying that just mm -hmm. the same way that Peter had been an instrument of God to, to declare the revelation yes. that he was the Christ. He had also become inadvertently an instrument of Satan by yes. saying, no, you're not yes. going to do this. And yeah. the Lord had to rebuke him. And it, it, it just quite um, it, 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 that was a bit frightening in that we can have revelation from God. Mm. And in the next breath, we can have uh, a revelation that's not from God, <laughs> that, that, that yeah. actually is trying to hinder the things that God wants to do. Mm -hmm. And um, but what one of the things that the, the commentary pointed out was that. Peter felt to realize that what he was saying was contrary to the scripture, that the scriptures that he that he should have known or would have known had yes. already foretold that the, the Messiah was going to suffer. He was going to go through all of those things. And what he was saying was actually contrary to those scriptures. So even if, um, you know, he, the Lord hadn't said, you know, this is what's going to happen, which he had done plainly. But if he had known the scriptures as well, he would have known that what he was saying was actually going against the scriptures as well. So, um, you know, the Lord had to rebuke him. Now, this thing was interesting that before he rebuked him, he said, he says that in verse um, 33, it's saying that he, he turned and he looked at his disciples. And then he, and it was like, I was just thinking to myself, was, was the Lord looking at them to say, well, maybe somebody was going to say something the same way that Peter had the revelation from the, from, from the Lord as well. So he kind of like looked at them first and said, was anyone gonna, no one said anything. Uh, and then he, he has to rebuke Peter to say no. Uh, sorry, he's rebuking Satan, if, if you like. Sorry, not, not Peter. He's rebuking Satan and say, look, no, this is wrong. This is not what the will of God is. This is, this is I know what the will of God is for my life. Yes, yes. I, you know, I, I wonder if he was turned and looked at the disciples as well, you know, making a, a very sort of strong point about you know what was going on here as well and uh, you know in, in in humanly speaking it was very reasonable thing in, in a sense wasn't yeah. it and and this can so much be the case where we think in human terms reasonable terms and human reasoning as opposed to following the revelation of God following the spirit yeah. of God I mean he just I'm, I'm, I'm just you know building on what you're saying he just recognized you know, this is the Christ. Not, not he, He's not a human. Um, you, you know, in, in the sense of it's the Son of God, the Eternal One. You know, is and 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 um, 
and then in the next breath to to actually rebuke him. It was, mm. um, oh. you, you know, and I think it also shows we have to be very careful after a time of, of great revelation, after a yes. time of spiritual, yes. a, a great high. You know, we do have to be careful that we don't yes. fall, yes. that That's we don't right. fall yes. into pride. Um, you know, because there was that independence and sudden pride of, you know, hang on a minute. No, I'm not letting that happen. So, yeah, yeah a lot a lot to learn there. So to learn from that. And just, and just, just one, one thing to probably move on, is just like how we can, we can apply that because we don't want to sort of like look at this in isolation and think, you know, that was Peter and his time and yeah. it doesn't apply to me. But how it applies to us, sometimes we might not necessarily you know, rebuke the Lord in the sense that we don't say, oh, Lord, you know, but sometimes how, how about things when we're praying into certain situations that yeah. affect us personally and we don't get the answer that we want or things don't happen at the time we want. We might not necessarily be rebuking God, but we might, but in a, in a roundabout where we might be saying, oh, you know, God didn't do this when, you know, I asked for this and, and God's, you know, he said, he said this and he hasn't done it. And we, we might find ourselves inadvertently, you know, try, like you rightly said, you know, our way of looking at things, you know, we think this is the yes, right time yes, because to yes. us it looks as though it's the right time. Mm. It appears to be the right way that things should happen, but it doesn't happen that way. And then we inadvertently find Very ourselves in a situation so. where we're actually, we are, you're rebuking the Lord. We're actually saying, yeah. I know better than you. You know, you're, you're too late. You should have done this now. And, or you should have done this last week or not, whatever it is, or should have, you should have done this this way, but you haven't answered my prayer in the way that I wanted it to be answered. And we, we might find ourselves, and we, even though we might not use that word, I'm rebuking the Lord, but we find ourselves rebuking the Lord through our attitudes through our words sometimes and, and the way that we pray sometimes. So, yes, it is a very humbling experience to know that, you know, God does use it, but we need to be careful because he is God and, and, and we're, we're, the, we're his um, children. Yes, and, and the ways of the kingdom and the ways of God are so different. You know, my ways are not your ways. My ways are higher than your ways. We have to walk in that complete dependence on the Lord, listening to him, leading us forward and not um, revert to human ways, human thinking, human reasoning. And in fact, we go straight on to very much the same thoughts here. He says he, he called a crowd to him along with his disciples and he said... You know, because he just said that, that the Christ must be, you know, persecuted and killed and after three days mm. rise again. And like you said, they're saying, hang on a minute. You know, we thought you were going to sort of be the king and defeat the Romans. But no, this is not the way that God has chosen. He says, if anyone would come after me. And in a sense, we have there, you know, it's a following in the, the, the same kind of spirit and the walk of Christ, you know, yes. and, and, and so it's following him. You know, we will follow him in the way we, we, we may be rejected by the world. Yes, we may be persecuted. Yeah. We have to lay down our will. If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. So I, I just want to look at that. We, 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 we've heard that a lot. Take up your cross. Follow me. Deny yourself. Take up your cross. Follow me. This is an interesting concept. You know, we, we might say, ah, the cross, it is finished. The price is paid. I've done it once and for all. You know, Jesus has, and it's very true. You know, he's paid yes. the price for our sin. So how come we would take up our cross or his cross, yes. her cross? What can that mean? You know, I thought Jesus, I'm, I'm, I'm playing advocate here. You know, Jesus has, has, has died on the cross once for everyone, for all. What is this taking up the cross to yes. follow him? 
I've, I've thrown that one at you, and yes. uh, we could talk about it together, fast tracking. Yes, yeah, let's, absolutely. Let's look at this I mean, one. I mean, first of all, he says that you, he says that he must deny himself. So there, there isn't any there isn't any leeway there for for any sort of um, confusion or any sort of ambiguity. He said that we, if anyone wants to follow him, he's, he's making it quite clear that you don't have to follow me. <laughs> but if you want to follow me, first he said you must deny yourself. And, um, you know, uh, we, can, we can look at that in many different ways and we can maybe try and wiggle out of it to say, you know, Jesus, has, like you said, that Jesus has died on the cross. He's paid the price. He's gone through all of that suffering for me. So I don't have to go through all of that. But he's saying that you must deny yourself. And um, I think what, with the commentaries that I was reading, one, one of them, I think, probably simplifies it that deny that uh, you must deny yourself in the sense that you cannot no, you can no longer live for yourself for your yeah. own wants and for yeah. your own needs and do what you want to do anymore. So that, that if you like, that kind of like simplifies it. it, it it's much more, it'll be for, for us as individuals, you know, walk with the Lord. It's going to mean different things to us at different times. Yes. You know, at some point it, it's going to mean small things, but as, as we grow with the Lord, it's going to be, those things are, are going to, if, if you like, they're going to gather momentum. That the closer we want to go with God, the more we want. And and, and sometimes, Pastor, sometimes we, we can start looking at little things about, let's suppose if we want to break it down, what, when he says you must deny yourself. So let's just look at our time, for example. Oh, sorry, we call it our time, but it's it's really God's time, isn't it, that, yeah, he's, yeah. that he's given us, made us a steward of. What do we do with our time? Mm. Before we became Christians, we could do anything we wanted to do with our time. You know, we could go mm -hmm. out whenever we wanted to go out, go, you know, wherever we wanted to, stay with us. But when you when you become a Christian, what we, as we start off with, with little things, sometimes it's little things like giving up your time, for example, to go to a prayer meeting. Give, giving up some of your time to go to a Bible study, giving up some of your time to pray in the morning, to wake up early in the morning, to gather with other Christians to pray. You know, going to that when there, there are, I know that the, the churches will start gathering together again, but when there are things going on in, in the church, giving up your time to, you know, sacrificing, that, you're denying yourself because normally you would have done what you wanted to do with your time, but now you're beginning to walk with God. That's a little thing that we start off with, but and, and, and if you, God sees you're faithful in that, he might be calling you into leadership. And then what you'll find is that you're starting to give up more of your time. You're having, you're having less and, and less time for yourself because now you have to go to leaders meeting and extra leaders prayer meetings and extra things. More of your time is being given up. And if you're faithful in that, you know, you could become a pastor like yourself, Pastor Ian. And even and more meetings. like yourself. They can, they, they know how much of their, if you compare how much of your time you can call your time now to when you were not a believer, mm. you, you, a lot of that time would used to be, I just go where I want to do what I want. Oh, that's gone now. People will be yeah. ringing you. People will be asking of things. You demands to be made. You'll be making sacrifices. And that's just of our, of, of our time. You know, it's of our time. It's of our gifting. It's of our money, our talents, everything. And the more, the closer we get to the Lord, the more of that will be given up for him. That, and that's just denying yourself. And then he says, carry, carry the cross. You know, that, that cross, uh, the, the, the commentary that I was reading, and the Lord mentioned it a bit later, it's identifying with, with, with Christ. You know, he was saying that if Christ had come as an all-conquering king, you know, dressed in, you know, fine, apparel, rich, we would love to um, identify with him. He said, oh, yeah, we would identify with Christ. But when we think of the, the life that Christ lived and how he died, some people think, well, why would you want to identify with someone like someone who was crucified on a cross like a common criminal why would you want to identify yourself with someone who was rejected by people and you know this is the challenge that we, we face you know as, as christians we we need to identify with, with christ and the things that he stands for so when people of the world will want to for example the, the abuse of power how people want to use their power to dominate and control others whereas christ came with all power and all authority but he came to serve people 
And, and that's going to be a cross that we have to carry. So, so when we go into positions of authority, rather than have people serving us, we're the ones who are going there to serve in, in, in uh, you know, the same way that the Lord did. He served, he washed the feet of, the, of his disciples and all of these things. These are daily things. They're not just things that we can do on a Sunday evening or this is day by day by day by day. And then we can see here why Paul said, we die, I die daily. I crucify my flesh daily. Because it's not easy, Pastor. <laughs> I mean, it's easy to say, but to actually live this kind of a lifestyle where you're denying yourself every day, where you're carrying that cross all of the time. It, it's, it's, uh, it, I mean, we can only do it by the power of the Holy Spirit and by the grace of God, really. There's no other way that we can do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, but that sounds, that sounds like a, yeah, to somebody maybe listening who who's not experienced yet this life, um, that might sound like a horrible life, you know, of, of daily death. I mean, who wants to who wants daily who death? Wants you can sign up today. Um, yeah. And yet, um, you know, within that, we we find joy. We can find yes. true freedom and true peace but yes it's not not there's not an easy road and and yes, i mean he said you know um if anyone would come after me following me and and i, I was um brought to mind his statement not my will but your yes. will be done father you know he he had to go through um the the, the literal death on the cross absolutely but, yeah well, the, 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 the the great thing though is that it doesn't end there because this is the thing he doesn't he doesn't end with the death he also talks about um, the resurrection power. And that's what you just spoke about there. In, in doing that, in serving others, in living for God, that's when you will experience true joy, when you have true fulfillment, when, when you, have, you begin to experience that closeness with God that he had. The, the, the one thing we see with the Lord Jesus Christ, he had that closeness with God. And as we'll see le uh, later on, he, he also had that affirmation when God came and spoke and said, you know, this is my son, listen to him. Well, that, that is something that no, there are no riches in the world that can buy that, to have that relationship with God, to have that fellowship with God, to know that God, you're living a life that's pleasing to God. And the things that, um, you, you know, the, 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 all, the, all the money in the world and all the, you know, the prestige in the world cannot give to you, who will give you those things, you know, the peace, the joy, you know, the, the fulfillment in life and, and um, all the things that they can, only you can only receive through uh, the, the kingdom of God. You will have all of those things. So be encouraged. Don't be discouraged if you ever need to live this life. It, it's a good life to live. <laughs> That's right. I, I mean, we, we have this, um, you know, living for the promise of eternity, if you like. Uh, of of you know a, an incredible um, life that's that's ahead, but you, we think of pie in the sky when you die as a phrase, you know. And there's another one that um, I heard. I think I heard Pastor David using it: steak on your plate while you wait. But this, <laughs> this sort of also, you know, living this life it's a full life is promised. This life, even though yes, we go through, we deny ourselves, but there is that promise of the presence of God, the power of God, the resurrection life, the joy, peace, you know, unspeakable and all these sorts of things. And, and you and I can testify that that is true. Absolutely. Yes, um, absolutely. It, just like David said in Psalm yeah. 27, he says, um, I think it's in verse 13 that he says, that I, I, I believe I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So it's yes. not, he, he, he did believe in the resurrection. He knew yeah. that so there, there were great things that lay ahead for him. But he also said in the land of the living, he would experience God's goodness as well. And I so think will it's, we. you know, a very important <laughs> subject to look at this. One of the reasons is that I find, um, you know, in some of the churches today, <clears throat> there's very little emphasis on this um 
hugely important aspect of life, shall I say, about, you know, denying to yourself and taking up your cross. And, um, and it says, whoever, whoever saves his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life for me and the gospel will save it. I think of there's a phrase in one of the biggest churches in America. You know, I'm not picking on people, but it says your best life now. And 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 there's almost like a a, a sense coming through with the prosperity gospel that you know you come to Jesus and you can you can have everything. You know, you can you can experience great prosperity in this life and riches and blessing and comfort and there's very little talk of exactly what we've just been talking about would you do you think that's a fair uh comment or in one sense it's almost like you you know you can experience all all these good things we're not saying that we're not obviously not saying that you can't but it's just like what jesus said earlier when he was speak when he was rebuking peter when he says your mind you know, your mind is, is not is on the things of men and not on the things of God. And, and I think that you know, it's always that the, the Lord is giving us like an indication of what, what is that? What is on our mind all the time? Is our mind just always filled with just having what we want, just doing what we want, just going where we want to go, having all the things. Is that all the only is that the only thing that we're living for is just to have what we want? And that 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 is always going to be a, a danger. That's what we want all the time. Just to get, to get, to get, to get, to get, to get, yes, to get. Because yes, yes. that's not for the that's not what the Lord, you know, even in the Garden of Gethsemane, you know, when, when he was at that point of, of great mm. anguish where he said, but he still said, Lord, not my will, but yours be done. And that's the that has got to be one of the, you know, the, the daily prayers that we pray, in as much as we might say, Lord, can I want it? But to say, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. And we, we can't, um, you know, like you've already said, Pastor, we, we, we can't overlook things like this. No. Where he's, he's, he's saying that you must, he said, you must deny yourself. You must so if we deny. look at our life where we're not yeah. denying ourselves of anything, we just do whatever we want to do, whenever mm-hmm. we want to do it that we have to question ourselves as to whether we're following the Lord. And then he says, take up the cross as well. He said, so we, we can't, um, you know, say that Lord is taking up the cross because he wouldn't tell us to take up our cross. If he had taken it up, he would have said, well, I'm going to take the cross up so you don't have to do it. But he didn't say that. We said, we, we, these are the, we, we can't get away from this. And he said, and he's asking this question, what good is it to gain the whole world? It's as in the whole world being everything that you want in life, you know, yeah. everything that you've just got, everything yeah, that you want in yeah. life. And then at the at, at the at the cost of forfeiting your soul, what's good? What is the point of having that? Just have it, and that, and that is why Absolutely. sometimes we see people in the world who yeah. it, they appear to have everything that they need in life, and yet they seem to be so. Um, what's the, sometimes some of them seem to be even at the point of despair and, de- and depression. You know, they've got everything that we we think that you need to have in life that to be, to be happy, but they're not happy, and that in itself would tell us something that there, there's something wrong with just pursuing what we want to do in life. Absolutely. And I think, you know, this can be reflected in our prayers. What are we praying for? What are we asking God for? You know, he's not just um, there to to meet all of our wishes and wants like some divine father Christmas at all. You know, people have, have made a God in their own image rather than the God of the scriptures who says, you know, it's not your will but my will be done i want you you know this is what i want you to do you're to serve me now and serve me with the gospel it's got very little to do with gaining material wealth and and we find people coming to god and they just have a like a list of all you know give me a better house give me this give me that it's so far removed from um what uh, god is calling us to in in fact 
and and mm. like you said, you know, um, you know, what can a man give in exchange for his soul? You can gain the whole world, but but lose your soul. And it goes on to say straight after that, and 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 I, I relate this a bit to that, you know, making a, a God and a Jesus in our own image. If anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of him when he comes to his Father's glory with the holy angels. You know, how do we know God? How do we know Jesus? Through his words. These are his words right here. You know, they're, they're, they're straight talking words. They're, they're, they're hard words at times, but they're God's yeah. words, you know. Yes. And, and we must embrace his word. We must live by his words. We must, you know, reflect on what it means. And, and yeah, um, I, I, I can think of a lot of even, dare I say, you know, modern Christians, young Christians who are kind of, you know, ashamed of some of the things of Orthodox Christianity and, and the yeah. words of Jesus, you know, they, they don't yes. want to know it. They, they, they just, they're happy with the, you know, the love, love everyone, love wins, don't judge anyone. That's the Jesus I know. It's just, yeah. um, you know, there's, um, <laughs> you know, everyone's accepted. And, and actually yes. it, it is a God in their own image. Absolutely, but, um, yes. So it's just like when, when the Lord is making some very, very clear distinctions. Mm. We, we, I think we've touched on some of them about, for example, um, authority. What is authority? In the world, it's all about controlling and abusing people. But for, for, for the Lord, authority is about serving people. It's, yeah. it's about helping people. It, 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 the same thing when, when we're talking about our life. Is, is Our life is not to get, with, I know we're emphasizing, but our life is not to get everything that we want out of it. It's not like the genie you know yeah. cartoon that we watch where you rub yeah. the, the you know the, the the magic lamp and then the the, the, the the beam pops out and he says you can have three wishes anything you want you know that's that's not the that's not no. the gospel that's not that's christianity right. yes and yes. um it's, it's, it's only by god's grace that we can come we have to have a look at these hard things and look at we them do, yeah. and that's why we say when we're looking at the word of god we're not looking into the word of god and say oh look at that the word of god is actually looking into our hearts yes he's looking, he's looking god is looking into our heart and Absolutely. he's seeing what's there because when yeah. we see things like this, if we reject them, if we look at that and we think, oh, no, I don't, I don't like that bit. Yeah, we want to skip course. over the bits that say yeah. deny yourself, take up your cross, you know, give, serve, you know, all of these things. And we want to, you know, skip over those things. And yeah. that's, that's God's putting his finger on our heart and saying, no, there's something wrong here. You need to look at it. And the, yes. the, the yeah. way we, we, we can, we can uh, embrace it, um, Pastor Winnie, mm -hmm. he's like, oh, no, it's not. It's, we, he even said, the Lord made it clear, didn't he? He said that, you know, he said uh, broad and wide is the road that leads to, uh, destruction. destruction and there's many that travel on it but mm. he says straight and narrow is the word the, the way that leads to eternal life and there are only a few yeah. that travel on it so when we read things like that we have mm. to embrace that and say look you know what lord whatever it is i want to be one of the few that travel on on this road we we, yeah. we come to god in, in humility when we see mm. things that we think there's no way i can do this there's no way i can deny myself every day there's no way i can take my cross but help me lord help me because this is what you want and this is what i want and that's what the lord again he mirrored that for us in the garden of gethsemane where he said lord you know not my will but but your will be done this is god's will that we're this is god's word and his yes. will 
for us that we're reading here. And it's not, God isn't, you know, a hard taskmaster master, or, or, you know, a, a God with a big stick. He knows what's best for us. He knows how to, you know, change our character. And, and it is through dying to the flesh, this old flesh man. And, you know, he knows how to, he knows what's best. He knows how to get us where he needs to get us and to transform our character. Mm -hmm. And he knows, you know, if we just go for all these material things, things and wealth of course we like you said we won't be happy but he's on a he's, he's transforming us changing us from glory to glory you know to turning us into his sons who are co-workers with him you know who who are invited into this incredible um ministry of reconciliation you know the greatest calling in in the world to be involved and and so much greater things than oh i want a bigger house and a bigger car you know that is just nothing compared to what god has for us and wants for us and so that's why he he goes this route it's not because he wants to deny us but he, he wants he, he knows he's got something much bigger in mind amen amen <laughs> yeah great i think uh, we're coming up to uh, 36 yeah so so we've got about uh, Ten more men's. Okay, good. Then we we go into the beginning of chapter nine, and um, it says, "Some here will not taste death before they see the kingdom of God come with power." And it says in verse two, "After six days, they went up the very high mountain, and there there was the trans. Jesus was transfigured before them." Um, you know, is there a connection between not taste death until they see the kingdom of God come with power? Some might think, you know, some of you are going to see, you know, the, the transfiguration, the coming of the kingdom. Uh, but I, I think, you know, it's referring to them experiencing Pentecost and the coming of the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit, the coming the of the power yes. of the kingdom. <laughs> um, there is, uh, could certainly be that. But yeah, yes. com coming to this transfiguration, um, you, you know, Jesus is transformed. And I was reading that, you know, this is like God the Father authenticating the mm -hmm. testimony of Peter. You are the Christ. Yes. He said, right, yes, come up the right. mountain. Peter and, and James and John. And yes, I'm going to show you that, yes, this is the Christ. This is my son. And he's transfigured, transformed in front of their eyes. You know, this incredible light emanating from Jesus, not, 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 not illuminating him, but coming mm. from him. And the only way that um, Mark can describe it, or it's Peter saying it to Mark, was it's, it's, it's whiter than any person could ever bleach them. And um, not only was that transfiguration happened of Jesus and, and this confirmation, authentication from the Father, yes, this is the Christ, this is my Son, you know, the begotten Son, not created. Um, and, and we also have Elijah and Moses appearing with Jesus. That's an interesting situation. Yes. What, what do you make <laughs> of that? Why were Elijah and Moses there chatting with Jesus? Yes. I'm not saying well, we, we know for sure. But... We know, yes, exactly. I'm, I'm just, I'm just re repeating what, I, what I've read. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for those who know better than me, they, they, they've, um, you know, what, what I was reading there was actually, you know, you know that there is, um, you know, Jesus had, had been talking about his death and his resurrection, and um, you know, they, they come to the to the mound here, and one of the commentaries I was reading was like, we've got um, Moses. 
who has died that, that this the the this was very interesting that um you know peter james and john for somebody they they knew moses i'm just wondering how did they know who moses and elijah were yes because there were there were no photographs or anything in those days yeah but yeah he was, yeah. He was uh, <laughs> the, the comments one of the comments i was reading yeah, was like, oh there's moses and there's elijah yeah, I know, exactly. <laughs> how did they know how did they know years ago yeah, <laughs> and it was—it was—it was just saying that um, you know it was like they had a taste of heaven there. In that, when we get to yeah. heaven, we will all know who—we who, will all know each other. That just like that. That yes. when we get to heaven, yes. we will have more knowledge than we have here. But anyway, he was just saying that um, you know Moses had had—they uh, had known that Moses would have, obviously would have died, and he was—he died, he was buried, but there he was resurrected. And also, uh, so Moses was there, the law, he was the lawgiver, wasn't he? He was a representation of, of the law. And mm -hmm. then you had Elijah, a, a representation of the prophets. He didn't actually die. He was no. taken by God, did he? Chariot wasn't he? But he was came down, but in they? the chariots of fire, yeah. but he was still there as well. And, um, you know, when, when the, 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 the father's testimony is, this is my son, whom I love, listen to him. It's a bit like, you know, listen to what he's saying to you, that he is going to be rejected of man. He's going to be crucified, but he's going to be raised back to life again. So listen yeah. to what he's saying. And, and this is a manifestation of his here. We've got Moses here. We've got Elijah here. They died, but they're here now. They're resurrected. They're back to life again. They're, they're, they're here. So there was that coming together of the, the, the law and the prophets. They have died. They're alive. Listen to what my son is saying. Listen to what he's saying and, and believe in him. So wonderful, that, that's, uh, yes. what I was reading in, in, in yes, the comments. Uh, yes, yeah. there's that wonderful <laughs> sort of joining together of, like you say, the whole story. You've got Moses, where the, the law came, the prophet speaking, and and Jesus. And and bringing together, absolutely, there's, there's no separating of the New Testament and the Old, which some people try and think, oh, you know, the Old is gone, it's finished. Um, you know, we, we don't look in there anymore. It's, it's superseded by the New and and in some sense the new covenant you know it does but but here we have an absolute again a sort of a, a bringing together joining together authenticating of the two be, being being part of the one <laughs> you, you know the, 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 the whole story yeah um what else was i going to say about there so it's peter's revelation elijah and moses yeah um bringing them together. Oh, mine's gone blank for a moment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it happens. <laughs> it happens. Yes, 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 yes. Wonderful revelation anyway. And, um, yes. Yeah, they're standing. It's like they, they're kind of standing on the edge of this whole new realm, the realm of, of, of eternity, the realm of um, heaven, and to have that revelation. And, and then Jesus, uh, sorry, Peter says, Oh, Rabbi, it's good for us to be here. You know, let, let, let's put up three shelters. And, and, and we know that he's just mumbling, really, because it says yes. he did not know what to say. They were so frightened. That's he puts that in. You know, why didn't he just keep quiet? You know, he's, he's opened his big mouth again and sort of saying, oh, let's put up three shelters. And maybe you read this again. You know, again, he's gone from this revelation of, Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God, the, the, the part of the triune God to, you know, almost equating him just to one of the other uh, yes. prophets, yeah. you know, just and, and <laughs> kind of bringing him down to again to the level of Moses and Elijah. Oh, let's yes. build three, three prophets. So again, he's he's really, um, you know, he's missed it. And, and yeah. interestingly, when when 
God speaks. You know, this time it's God's voice coming. God the Father, I mean. Uh, he says, this is my son whom I love. And it's almost like a rebuke to Peter. Mm -hmm. Listen, you know, stop speaking and, and listen, listen yes. to him. Uh, yes. It's almost like a rebuke straight from the Lord to Peter. Yes. And, yeah. But I, I think that's, um, I think it can be a rebuke to all of us, can't it? You know, listen, mm -hmm. listen to, to, to my son, listen to me, listen. And um, I, I thought about, you know, even in our prayer life, we can just chunder on and, you know, with all this stuff that we say, how much do we sit and listen just in stillness? Let God yes. speak to us rather than us doing all the talking yes. to God. I wow. think, yes. um, you know, I don't know about you, but for me, yes. you know, I feel wow. challenged by that. Yes, I, I do too much talking to God and not enough lis listening. Listening. Wow. Yes. Because that is that is a yes. That is a that is a rebuke there to listen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to listen. Wow. Yes, and I mean, you know, I wonder, obviously when we're in prayer meetings, we, we're we praying together, and so there, there tends to be more speaking and talking to God together, doesn't it? I wonder if there's room for us, you know, together to listen to God together more. I know we've done it before in, in plenty yes. of occasions where we may just be still for a while and, 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 and then share what we feel God is saying, but Maybe we should do that a bit more, shouldn't we? More. Wow. Gosh. Amen. Amazing. Yes. Amen. Hmm. Well, I think we've wow. we've come to chapter nine, verse seven, and I think um, we should we should leave it there, obviously, because we've run out of time. But uh, thanks, Pastor Akin, for uh, you, Pastor. another great study. Would you um, close us in prayer? And thank you, yes. everyone, for joining us. Yes. Um, we enjoyed this Amen. time together. Amen. Yes. Yes, Father, we just want to thank you once again for your mm. word. We, we thank you for the, the, your words, their spirits and their life. We thank Amen. you for the, your word is truth. And uh, Father, even as we, we, we come to close today, we just remember the words of our, our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, and he says that uh, if we are uh, ashamed of him and mm. of his words in this adulterous and sinful generation, then he also will be ashamed of us. Uh, when he comes in the Father's glory with the holy angels. So we just ask, Lord, that uh, you would just forgive us where we're, we're trying to um, to uh, sugarcoat or we're just trying to gloss over parts of the of the truth which we don't feel comfortable with. And we do ask our Holy Spirit that you would help us because without you, we're, we're, we're unable to, um, to fulfill the will and the purpose of God. We ask you, Lord, let's help us to embrace even those things that seem difficult and denying ourselves, let's start, start with that and to take up that cross and to follow Jesus and follow in his footsteps. And then we will truly be the disciples of our Lord Jesus Christ. We ask these things, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks, Pastor Akin. Thank you, Pastor Ian. Thanks again. God bless tonight. you. God bless everyone. God bless everyone. Bye. Okay. Bye.